Goes play action out of the heavy package. Whips it over the middle. Intercepted! Yes, it is! Eric Kendricks at the 30. 25-20. Angles left to the 10 and is taken down at the 5. What's going on? Welcome to Vikings Vantage presented by Pepsi. My name is Gabe Henderson from the Vikings Entertainment Network alongside Tatum Everett and it is border battle number 122, border battle week. So the energy here at TCOPC ha- has been different compared to the the previous 10 weeks of the season. This is always a rivalry that you can tell. It's it's bad blood. It's like Packers hate week. It's it's always, a you know, like you said, a border battle. I love that intensity. It's what makes us love the game so much. You can put the records out the way when it, when it comes to these two teams, uh, four and five or seven to two at the end of the day. I'm sure the Vikings look at this as, hey, we're 0-0, they're 0-0 also, and we just got to come out with a win. You want to keep this going, go in the right direction, got to keep going on a roll, a chance to be at 500 this week. As head coach Mike Zimmer said, we have a lot of football left to play in the season. We are not out of it. We're right in the thick of the wild card hunt Mm. for that extra spot. You know, the Packers are four games ahead of us in the division. You can't let that get to five this week. You just can't if you really want a chance. So at this point, you're really fighting for that last wild card spot in the NFC. And so, yeah, I mean, a lot on the line, even though there is a lot of football left to play. It's a must-win game for for every team involved in the NFC this week, especially the Vikings, which starts at Sunday at noon. Make sure you guys tune in to the fan right here for the pregame show, which starts at 10 o'clock a.m. with Voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen, Ben Lieber, Greg Coleman, Pete Bursich. My main man, Muss, will be on that pregame show. What a stacked lineup. Got a stacked lineup. You got the power (laughs) five. Put it that way. It's five strong. Five strong guys that, that know this border battle very, very well. And 5,000 points combined in this rivalry. What are you most looking for? What do you like about this matchup on Sunday? I want to see a strong second half performance from this team. We know they can get it done in the first half. It's just holding on to that momentum. And after seeing what they were able to do with the aggressive play calling and going forward on fourth down, I want to see some shots down the field. Justin Jefferson to, I mean, more than likely, I'm sure he'll get the rookie Eric Stokes out there. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously that'll be a fun matchup to watch. I mean, he's been an impressive, but I'm ready to see the offense just continue what they left off because It's almost like when you find lightning in a bottle, but you just got to keep it there for another game. And just as you said, 0-0 every week. So just do what you did last week and and don't let you beat you. You got to clean up the penalties. Why not continue that momentum, especially on fourth down, 4-4 in the last two games? The big plays will be there. It's just the fact of understanding when to to take those shots. Justin Jefferson, like you said, Eric Stokes, who's going to be guarding them all game. But Justin Jefferson, he's been guarded by Eric Stokes in college twice in his career. LSU, Eric Stokes went to UGA, University of Georgia. I'm just kidding. I mean, (laughs) I think it was like 150 yards his senior year and then 108 his junior year. Something along those lines. So we had JJ on the Audible yesterday. And, you know, it's always good to hear a little smack talk when it comes to stuff like that. But this will be a game for sure. You got to look at the other side of the ball also. But I want to continue talking about our guys. Yeah, what do you like? I like Dalvin Cook versus Packers D. I'm I'm a big history always repeats itself, whether that's football or life. But speaking of football, Dalvin Cook last year, 226 all-purpose yards, which is still the most all-purpose yards the Packers have given up to a running back since 2010. I think Dalvin builds on that. I think he has a at least a reception touchdown and a rushing touchdown. We know whenever you can get Dalvin out in space, I feel like we've said it on this show for probably the past week or two. Mm-hmm. Get the ball to Dalvin in space, just let him make a play. It's been proven when he gets the ball in space against this Packers defense. 
he can make plays. So We're still kind of waiting for that Dalvin game. And I feel like the way that you talk about that game that you watched last season against the Packers oh, was just crazy. quintessential Dalvin. It makes you a believer in him and you want to see him have that success every week. Yeah. And you, this offense is ran through Dalvin, like this whole Kubiak scheme, outside yeah. zone, play action pass. The better Dalvin does, the better this team does. And I know Justin Jefferson has been the lightning bolt for this offense as of late. But still, I think some of the ins- inconsistencies lie with us not being able to run the ball effectively. 94 yards last week, but only three yards to carry. Those yards were well earned, but still, like if, if Dalvin can have a big game on Sunday, especially with this Packers defense that's kind of depleted. They are. They have a lot of injuries going on right now, especially yeah. at the linebacker position. Their top two corners are out for the yeah. year. But as we said, Eric Stokes has stepped up. But there are a lot of holes that they've had to fill, similarly to <laughs> our defense, yeah. who's answered the call, I think, so far this season. But yeah, there is um, a Packers team that's going to be scrappy because, as you said, records out the window. This is a grudge match, a rivalry game, and you you know the Vikings really need to make up some ground in the division. Yeah, a guy who knows a lot about this division, coaching in this division for eight years is Mike Zimmer. He's faced this Packers team a plethora of times, and his thoughts going into the game doesn't wane this week. The, the week with Anthony Barr go coming back from, from his absence. Good, yeah. Is that going to be something he just manages throughout the year, you think? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mike, what was this week like when you have a few guys out for a few, on Wednesday, Thursday, it sounds like false positives? What, what's that process like of just trying to figure out when you're going to be able to get the test? I mean, you know, you, you get the, the test and those guys have to leave the building. You try to get them on um, – virtually with the meetings and stuff like that but they can't be here and then you got to wait till you hear back from whether it was a false positive or positive when you're going through that it's yeah there was a lot of all right so if this guy can't play then you know who who we play here how do we do that Um, we got to throw this out because he's not doing that you know there's a lot of things like that do you figure out with with, it's like a small batch like that was there like some kind of lab mix-up or like how do you get four of them like that yeah i don't know i I heard that the Giants at one time had like 25 one day a long time ago. So I don't know the reason. They cleaned the trail, you know, the testing place real good that night. Make sure. How your thoughts on having Kenny Willekes back just from a depth standpoint at defensive end? Yeah, well, we'll see if he can he can play this week. We don't know yet. Mike, what do you like about how your uh, red zone offense has performed this season? You know, in every, every situation, if you can run the ball in, it makes it difficult for the defenses. So um, <clears throat> we have not been as good in, inside the five-yard line. So, you know, that's been a big emphasis for us this week, um, really on both sides of the ball. I think the Packers defense ranked 29th in red zone defense. Do you feel like that's an area you need to probably take advantage of if you want to win? Well, I hope so. But I don't care how we score the points as long as we score them. Mike, how do you balance on a weekly basis doing the things that you know your players are familiar with on defense versus adding – new things to the mix some weeks you don't really add much you just make little tweaks here and there some weeks you add a little bit more i kind of have a rule of how many that we'll put in every week um just so that the players can handle it um you know we you know this week maybe a little more you know it really depends on the offense that you're playing what they're doing and you know how you think you can affect them do you feel you'll activate patrick peterson off uh for the game I don't know. We'll see. He had a good week.
I think Rogers had talked about how every time he plays you guys, you always have just a bunch of variety thrown at him. When you say maybe more this week, is it because you're going up against a guy like that who's just seen so much? He sees everything. I mean, the guy's unbelievable how quick he can read and and check the different things. Um, you know, and then he's obviously got the the ability to get the ball wherever he wants to get it. Plus, um, you know, he runs. He still runs good and. Uh, you know, so all those things combined with him being able to read, you have to re- do a really good job of trying to um, fool him. And you don't do it, I mean, hardly ever fool him. You know, you might get some things in there, but uh, he's, he's sharp. The last time he was in here, obviously, there's no fans and he's hard counting you guys. How much of a difference does that make when he does have to contend with the noise? Well, he's got a terrific hard count. I mean, he's he's maybe the best in the league at doing that. But, you know, on the road when they use their um, their silent cadence, you know, they're, he'll he'll lift his leg, the center will lift his head up real fast and stick his butt down, does it like, you know, two or three times. The offensive line will go like this. You know, they've got all kinds of movement with their, with their offensive line and center. And so, um, and we'll talk to the officials before the game and see if they think it's what I think. Well, it's Border Battle 122, and it's looking like we'll have a few of our guys back, um, hopefully. They're, Harrison Smith was limited a couple of days. Patrick Peterson back out there, a couple of guys off of COVID lists. But still, the Packers have number 12 on their team, which at the end of the day, he's always in the game. But Vikings fans, make sure you stay tuned to Vikings.com uh, for the full injury report that will come out soon and shortly. Tatum, how are you feeling right now going into this game? I have a lot of confidence in this defense, their ability to affect the Packers offense through the knowledge of Zimmer and just what he's been able to do over the years against Green Bay. And I want to see this offense give the fans a great second half. I want to see the road performance translated at home. I think that's going to be key. It's such an important game. You got to think these guys, these guys know that in here. They will for sure find out if they don't know already because U.S. Bank Stadium will be rocking and it'll be our first time witnessing a border battle game with fans at home. And it'll also be the first time our guest of the night will witness his first ever border battle. His name is Carl Scott. He's the Minnesota Vikings defensive back coach and he joins us right after the break. Hey, Vikings fans, this football season, make Pepsi your go-to game day drink because it's the only drink for football watching. Pepsi, that's what I like. Vikings fans, returning to cold with Tide, washing in cold saves you money on energy bills. And if it works on NFL stains, it can work for yours. Skull Tide, Skull Vikings, Skull Cold. All right, welcome back to Vikings Ventures, presented by Pepsi. Gabe Henderson here alongside Tatum Everett and our guest of the night, Minnesota Vikings defensive back coach, Carl Scott. Carl, what's going on, man? Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. I know, you know, you've been around college football for a while. You coached in college for 14 years. What has your first year in the NFL been like? Oh, well, it's uh, obviously like everything else, a uh, learning experience. Uh, the biggest thing for me is asking a question of, What's the requirement, numbers-wise, game-wise, for me to be considered an NFL guy? You know what I mean? So how, how many games do I have to participate in before I become, become considered an NFL guy? But, no, it's been fun. It's been great. Uh, the ups and downs, the the competitive nature of, you know, everything that you love uh, and being around the pros, being around the pros. Now, I, you mentioned the ups and downs. Have you ever been a part of a season where you've had so many close games back to back where you're just last drive? It's just decided. No, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't say that I have. But to the NFL. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, true. everything is close. You know, there's no, uh, 
you know, cupcakes in the league, you know. So, but, you know, with that all being said, too, you know, kind of talks about the competitive spirit of our guys, too, mm-hmm. uh, competing no matter the circumstance, you know, no matter the game, who we're playing, what we're playing, where we're playing. You know, those guys come out every Sunday and, you know, lay it on the line. Coach, you've been game planning for quarterbacks for the past 15 years. Would you say Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback you've ever game planned for? You know, uh, you don't see too many guys that uh, can do the things that he can do, see the things that he can see, uh, manipulate, you know, some of the coverages that he does, uh, and then able to, uh, you know, make the off-schedule throws. So, uh, you know, we can have a whole segment on him. um, (laughs) But I think he'll save that to when he gets in Canton. How do you attack that challenge? Are you very cerebral or do you watch a lot of film? Like, what is the way that you come up with your game plan? You know, he's seen it all, you know, being in this league, every coverage, every disguise, every pressure, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's it so it's kind of hard but you know at the same time you try to do what you do best you know go out there and line it up and you know leave it on the guys out there to you know give them the best shot to put them in the positions to make the plays because he's going to do what he does you know but at the same time I think you know we've we've had some victorious games against them so uh you know kind of got to go back in the the history books and kind of see what worked and what didn't uh and kind of stay ahead of it because again he's doing the same thing too or they're doing the same thing uh but that's the beauty of coaching you know the competitive nature of it of being able to counter you know, what one's efforts uh, and not just do it on, you know, during the week, but most importantly, you know, when when it's out there on Sundays. And I'm sure like having a lot of veterans in your room has, has helped or will help when it comes to game planning for a guy like Aaron Rodgers. But I want to talk about Harrison Smith, P2, just their presence in the room this year, just from in your first year of coaching. How have they, you know, helped this room, but also helped you as a coach? Uh, you know, you can't say enough about those two guys. You know, I, I've mentioned the word professional a lot. You know, the way they handle their business, the way they go about it, uh, and maybe not even so much, you know, verbally, but uh, physically how they, you know, carry themselves and be an example to some of those young guys in the room. Right. Um, you know, with, with obviously with um, Pat being out, uh, the thing that surprises you is, you know, he never missed a meeting. Never missed a day in this building. Uh, you know, he had the opportunity to go whatever rehab, wherever he needs to and all mm-hmm. that kind of good stuff. But, you know, he made it a point to say that I want to be in the room. You know, coach, uh, still send me the, the DB notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, still basically business as usual. I'm just not playing, you know, so that's important. And obviously if it's important to him, uh, and he's not on the field, it's yeah. going to be important to those guys in the room. And then Harrison too, uh, you know, it's kind of weird to be honest with you, uh, not having him in the room for that week, mm-hmm. you know, because even though he's a, quiet rock in the room you know he's in the room right you know and uh he's a guy that you know those younger guys the cam bynums you know those younger dbs lean on uh and really you know look to his approach and how he approaches the game mentally and how he looks at things so it's been great i, I want to say on the topic of harrison like has he done anything like in your first year of coaching has he done anything on film that you just said like wow like how, how did he is there an example you know we might be at practice and we have a call uh, and Harrison Smith totally lines up in the wrong spot. You know, you as a coach are trying to be like, hey, man, it's blah, blah, blah. It's this call. It's this coverage. Uh, and luckily enough, I didn't say anything because obviously before the ball snap, he gets to where he needs to be. And him just being a vet of being able to manipulate coverages and mm-hmm. knowing what a quarterback might be seeing, you know, kind of seeing it in the in the eyes of the offense. Uh, and kind of giving them what they don't want to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's kind of been the funnest part of letting him, you know, be himself. You yeah. know, he's a smart guy, man, smart guy. Uh, you know, you don't play this long in the league uh, at the ability he has with, you know, just being out there off of ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, then again, too, he's he, they call him Hitman for a reason, too. <laughs> so uh, pretty pleased for him to be on our side. You've had so many guys come in and out and had to really progress a lot of guys mm-hmm. on. So, 
Can you talk a little bit more about just the progression of a guy like Cam Bynum mm-hmm. or Cam Dantzler? I guess the Cams in this case, yeah, duh, yeah. Cam Squared. Thing. I do the same thing. <laughs> but, but because you've had to kind of they've been thrown into the fire this season because of injuries. You know, you, you look at the corner spot and there's a reason why there's a price tag on that position. You know, it's a high premium on corners as far as athletically or whatnot. Uh, but I think, you know, those guys in that room have stepped up to the challenge. Uh, and then also, too, um, you know, that's the position, too, where your mistakes are magnified. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you, you get a PBU and nobody really, you know, cares about that. Nobody remembers that. that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, if somebody catches a ball on you, it's on Sports Center. So uh, it's the nature of the beast, the nature of the position. Uh, but I think those guys' mindset has been, you know, thorough throughout as far as, you know, being able to respond. And, you know, we got a long season left ahead of us. Uh, but where we started to where we're at now, we got to continue to do the things that it takes to get to where we want to be. I think the thing that that bothers me because I'm a former receiver, but the thing that bothers me is like when when a quarterback <laughs> when a quarterback overthrows the ball, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the DB gets up, like shaking his hand, like nah, no fly zone. I'm like, come on, man, like that. Well, to each his own, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't have a preference either way, but I will say too, like I just stated, uh, that one incompletion right mm-hmm. there, uh, you can have about nine of those. <laughs> And then on that tenth one, if he, you know, catches that toe touch on the sideline or yeah. a hitch or something like that, the receivers usually let you know uh, that they yeah. caught it too. So it's all in cons- uh, competitive fun. So uh, don't hold it against the guys. You know, as long as they're doing their job, you know, uh, that's all I care about. I hope we get a couple of PPUs against a guy like Devontae Adams this weekend. And we talked about Rodgers, but he's such, I mean, future Hall of Famer by no stretch of the imagination. So what has it been like to kind of to, to game plan for him as well? Because you got to yeah, keep yeah, so yeah. much. Well, yeah, he's a uh, he's a stud. Yeah. You know I mean, he's a great player in his own right, man. He plays the game the way it's supposed to be played. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he leaves you as a DB coach scratching your head at times of, you know, how you're going to compete against this guy, you know. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, too, we you know, when the ball's kicked off, we got to go out there and line up. Uh, and it's mano and mano and kind of see, you know, where we, what, what work we've put in and see where that, you know, takes us to. So, uh, it's a tough task at hand, but, you know, the NFL is, you know, full of guys, uh, every week, not, not taking anything away. Obviously, Devontae in his own right is his own player. Uh, but every week there's a different, you know, skill set of a guy that's like, sure. okay, you know, we, we, <laughs> we yeah. gotta be ready. Yeah, we could ask you that we same question ready. every week, just every fill week. in the blank. Yeah. Right, that's <laughs> right. So, I mean, but no, he's, he's, I mean, size, speed, catch radius. Uh, you know, he can get off a of press. He can manipulate you if you're off in his stems, uh, coming in and out of breaks. Uh, he knows how, you know, to read coverages and get in the soft spots, has a feel for the game, instinctive guy. Uh, and it doesn't hurt that he has number 12 throwing it to him, too. So, uh, you know, we, we have our hands full, but, you know, we'll be able to show up Sunday and see what we got. Yeah. And I mean, the fact that he lines up in the slot, too, that puts pressure oh. on the defense. Oh, and, man. Oh, and, man. Uh, he, 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 I mean, he's everywhere. You right. Know, if you try to pinpoint him and say, you know, he's run, he's at this and he's going to be doing this, mm-hmm. you're going to be in for a long day. Uh, and they do a good job, obviously, offensively of, uh, you know, featuring them in their offense. Any player that, that stands out to you this year on this defense that you say has been a compliment to this team or a compliment to your group, whether that's, you know, in the defensive line room, yeah. linebacker room, or in your room? Uh, you know, you hate to single out one person. I think there's many guys, you know, that have contributed to, you know, our success in the back end. Um, you know, I, I think – when you think as a DB coach, you think about those rushers, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so, you know, the D hunts, obviously he's, you know, no longer with us. Uh, but Everett, 
you know, you love those guys getting after the quarterback yeah. uh, because, you know, the more they do that, the easier it is for us or it makes it easier on us as a, <laughs> as easy as it can be, I guess you can say, because it's not easy in the league facing some of these quarterbacks. But uh, Kendricks, Barr, yeah. uh, you know, the, the the list goes on of the usual suspects, you know, I mean, of guys getting after that quarterback and uh, making our drive hopefully a little bit easier in the back end. Coming here, working with Mike Zimmer was a huge draw for you. Mm-hmm. He's been able to compete against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers for a few years now and really held his own. So is it kind of, have you really leaned on him to help you in the game plan and help you get ready for this game since he's been successful against them in the past? More so than anything, not just, you know, uh, the great player that Aaron Rodgers is, but, you know, Zim's seen some pretty dynamic quarterbacks Mm -hmm. in his own right. Uh, All of them different, but all of them have, you know, special attributes and, uh, you know, it might be you know, a new player or a new, you know, scheme. But at the end of the day, he's seen that before, you know, maybe just reinvent it. Uh, so it's good to lean on, you know, his expertise of what he's seen and what's worked. You know, you kind of talked about game planning, but then also, too, what can we do to, you know, maybe uh, tweak some things to, you know, help us that maybe didn't in the past before. So, uh, you know, there's a reason why, you know, he's them. You know, yeah. and uh, definitely don't want to go against that as far as, you know, be done for me uh, to try to reinvent the wheel when you got a guy sitting in that room uh, who's had the success he's had on defense, man. Um, definitely, definitely a, a great resource to have in the building. Well, I'm hoping Mackenzie Alexander has another week. I've been saying a week in and week out, and it's another week he's got to step up. Zim, like Zim always says, the nickel position is the hardest position oh, in yeah. this defense. Oh, yeah. And for him to step up, I think that'll, that'll serve this defense well. Oh, yeah. I hope you can uh, – Fill in the blank with a lot of those. Uh, hope they step up, man, because yeah. obviously yeah. uh, it's a big divisional game, and you know we're looking forward to coming out there Sunday and competing. Carl, appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Always good talking to Carl Scott, uh, a guy that, that knows this Minnesota Vikings team very well now and the fact that he's been a coach for 10 weeks, 11 weeks now. So this will be, like you said, the biggest matchup that he's ever had to game plan for, and I think that, that not only excites him, but it challenges him too, and in the league, as a coach, as a player, you want a challenge. And why not have a future Hall of Famer as your challenge if you're the defensive backs coach for the Vikings? I mean, that's why he took an NFL job was to play the best of the best, to be at the best level of football and to take on the best players that have ever played the game. And this is example A right here is playing Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams and this Green Bay Packers offense. Just as I see um, the Vikings offense to me as being a very well-rounded bunch, I see that kind of reflected in the Packers as well. Tatum, always a pleasure talking to you. I'm sure we'll be back here next week. And thank you to everyone that tuned into another edition of Vikings Vantage presented by Pepsi. Kickoff is at noon at U.S. Bank Stadium, border battle number 122. Make sure you guys either tune in or listen right here on KFAN 100.3 The Fan. See you next week.